G'day punters, welcome to Victims of the Punt. We're looking at the time-honoured Bondi and Invitation meeting there from Saturday at Randwick. But uh, look, must say the features, they've got a few iffy figures. We'll get to that later on. But Mark Sheen, I'll start with yourself. What was the day like overall on course? Uh, not a bigger crowd as Everest Day, um, so I'm not sure that um, the public warmed to the invitation as yet. Maybe they will in uh, future years. Uh, race number one was interesting. I've never seen so many horses uh, having a flash there uh, in the parade before race number one. It was a robble <laughs> update on that probably, but uh, it's the worst parade I've ever seen. <laughs> Well, it's all happening there in Sydney, obviously. Uh, Mark Roden, uh, look, there was some okay figures in the middle of the card, but later on it just doesn't seem to stand up uh, given the rest of the performances on the day. Yeah, the, the times for the two big races were very poor compared to races over the same distance earlier in the day. I wonder if the track deteriorated during the day. Also, it seemed like, to some extent, the inside was no longer the place to be. After looking very much the place to be early, the last four winners have all come either back end or wide. Um, but the, the, the staying race was very truly run, so I wasn't surprised to see uh, Torrens get over the top of them. Well, it actually raced handy, then got shuffled back. But the, the, they were coming from the back in slowish paces too, so something might have switched around mid-race, but on face value, the, the two big races have been very poor on time. Okay. And Rob Scurry, welcome to you. First week back on course after a few months of lockdown. Uh, how have you found being back in the thick of the action? Yeah, really good. It's like my second home, the racetrack. So yeah, I'm very comfortable there. Um, and, you know, I, I was expecting more narky security people, but no, it seems pretty relaxed. And, yeah, with this reduced, well, I'm not sure we usually get crowds that big anyway. Um, but, yeah, it just, just, it just felt like business as usual. Okay, very good. Now, look, we'll start with race three. We'll touch on uh, most of the card, but race three to start with Brian Crowley. 1,200-metre listed race, very slow tempo and punting forms, figures six and a half lengths slow to the 600, and Mazu well found on the previous show by both of the marks. Uh, Rob, but I'll start with you in the yard. Look, um, I, I thought oh, the president was a bit was a bit fat, maybe a bit underdone. Uh, the winner looked looked very well. Um, the 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 Willie horse, um, he looked he looked great, like but pretty much at top for for a Waller runner. He's an athletic kind of wiry thing. Um, I'll be I'm pretty sure they'll put him out now. And um, yeah, he, he's the one I want to follow out of the race. Maybe our president only on a wet track, but I think he can improve. And being a front runner, you, you, you know, you might get some good odds, and he might go a little bit further. But um, yeah. Okay, Mark Sheen, how are you reviewing this race? I think this race was very much down on class on previous years. This used to be a very good guy to the Coolmore in the past, but uh, jammed up only a week before now. But uh, Mizzou has been struggling this preparation after being um, promising as a two-year-old. Um, but I think that's the best he's paraded on Saturday. Normally get a bit fizzy and up on the toe, but um, they definitely put pacifiers on him and it settled him down in the yard. And even though he got fired up in the run from the 600, he did conserve a bit of energy in the early stages and got into a good spot, and that probably won him the race. Uh, Abel Willie Willie was very much like he was on debut, pulling hard, just didn't settle and that uh, bad barrier did play against him uh, in the end. There's not much of him, as Rob said. He looked a bit light first up and he looked a bit light again on Saturday. Yep. Mark Roden, are you following any of these next start or are you just giving them a bit of time? Um, don't know about next start, but I think Abel Willie's pretty good. Um, he just needs to improve his racing manners a little bit and I thought 
well, we mentioned in the previous show, I thought he was drawn terribly. Um, the market seemed to be, the market was certainly with us. Mazu was around $6 when we talked about it and got into, a, you know, the 270 range. But very late, the money was all for Abel Willie and Mazu got back out. I was surprised to see that given the map. But um, I think he's, um, yeah, going to make a nice horse if he uh, improves a few things. And Mazu, I think I think that's probably the best run of his career so far. And the pacifiers might have done the trick with him. I don't know. Yeah, he's not absolute top class, but I think he can win his uh, share of races too. Let's oh, and nothing wrong with the second or see the battle that yeah. it's actually improved each of its three starts. So that's that's always a good sign as well. Well, he's probably looking for a bit further now, I thought. Um, I'd say so. I didn't think he was particularly well suited. He, um, his he first two runs were 1100, weren't they? But, um, Sorry, mate. Sorry, go on. I was just saying his first two were 1100, but they were. Um, he was strong to the line on both occasions, so he has shaped like him further. Yeah. Just thought he was a touch reluctant at the top of the straight to go between horses and seemed to surge on a bit when he got a bit more room late. So he's still inexperienced, so maybe he didn't fancy getting a little bit jammed up there at the top of the straight. Okay. Let's jump to race five, which is a handicap race over 1,400 metres. And in terms of the tempo, it's one of the better performed races on the day. They've gone four and a half lengths fast to the 600 there on punting form starter and exo boom has run over the top of Yamazaki late. <clears throat> Rob, you found Exo Boom out of the yard here. Yeah, it was. It looked sensational, I thought. Um, but, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm, you know, it's just my pig-headedness that we've actually backed it because the map said, you know, it, it can't win and it looked like it couldn't win a long way out. Um, but, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a lovely, lovely, lovely horse. Maybe it's some chance in the, in the Golden Bird next week. And um, I think I've heard they might be backing it up. Um, as yeah, it's you know, on the quick backup, it could go well. As you said, the figures are good. My old mate Cuba looks sensational. Um, he, I thought I, uh, he might do something at the top of the straight, but I probably got to let him go, or um, he's probably too old and maybe lost a bit of zest for racing. Um, good run, Yamazaki. Um, Creed Eris paraded the best I've seen him parade first up, um, but you know, we all know what, what he does, so um, yeah, exit the winner, the one to follow. Um, yeah, Yamazaki, uh, good run as well. Okay. Mark Sheen, your thoughts out of this race? Well, I think the talking point up to this race was that it was very on pace yeah. and, and most people labelled Emerald Kingdom. Um, but uh, he was awful there. He got busted up by Bergen on speed and uh, Bergen did a good job to hold on for third considering they went so quickly. But it showed uh, that with genuine pace on, um, you could make ground from the back of the field. Um, look, Yamazaki and Exo Boom got the pace to suit, but I think Bergen's certainly the one to follow um, back in grade. And Creadier as well, as Rob said, he looked okay. He'll certainly improve with the run, but he was very sluggish in his trial and very sluggish again on Saturday. Yeah, there was no money for Creadier, so other late there was there, Mark Roden. He sort of just drifted right out the gate, and um, Exo Boom was quite firm, as was obviously Emerald Kingdom, who's run last. Yeah, he went up... Um... He went a favourite, I think, Creed Harrison, yeah. first mark, and he, he was unwanted. Uh, yeah, I was with that Emerald Kingdom. I was on pretty good terms with myself um, earlier in the meeting when it looked like leaders and horses drawn uh, racing on the fence were favoured. Um, my enthusiasm started to dampen a little bit when I spoke to Rob, who said he looked fat, which was um, a bit of a concern. And look, if I checked the stewards' reports, and there was no abnormality. I thought he might have pulled up with an issue, but he didn't, apparently. I just think if he wasn't fit and the tempo they were going, that's, you know, just completely got rid of him. They, they had gone very fast, which, as Mark uh, touched on, makes Bergen's run uh, very good. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's been put on for Exo Boom, but 
he's covered 1,481.1. They don't go much faster than that. So he's, uh, you know, when um, circumstances are right for him, still capable of going up to that uh, level he was showing as a three-year-old. Yep. Okay, let's have a look at the next race in the card, race six, which was over the mile benchmark 78 in terms of the speed. Another fast tempo race <laughs> going five lengths fast to the 600. And Ruby Tuesday has led and put a space on them late, uh, ridden by Jason Collett. Rob Scurry, run us through how the yard looked. Oh, look, these, these are pretty, pretty average. Oh, I was just talking to Mark Roden, and we kind of agreed that this is like a Wednesday lot. Um, the import looked, looked well enough for, for Chris, Shabili, or, or whatever, whatever it's called. Um, but yeah, it was just a really, really small play for me. Um, I'm, I'm just pulling up the results here to remember what I actually even did. But yeah, forgettable race. Um, go to Mark Sheen and I'll come back to me. If I, I've got another comment. One sec. All right, Mark. Yeah, well, Ruby Tuesday was, uh, well, it was, a, it was a horror watch at the start before Rose Hill when uh, Tim Clark rode, but uh, Jason Collard bounced it out and led. Uh, she does race well when she jumps well and can get control, and she did that, and it got back to, to a leader's race after we, yeah. we saw the previous race, something coming from back. Um, she did a good job here, did it at both ends, but, um, yeah, they're, they're midweek horses. Shibley looked great in the yard, but a bit disappointing. But nothing really made ground in this race. They just sort of held their position, so I'm not sure what to make of this race. French Bonnet trap wide, but um, hasn't really stepped up to this Saturday company uh, in the past and uh, was found wanting a little bit there, but did have a tough run. All right, Rob, what did your notes say? Yeah, I was on French Bonnet, but it might be a horse that, um, you know, I backed as a maiden at Newcastle and, and you know, I had a good result on at Warwick Farm the other week. So, um, you know, I'm not sure about it. Maybe half forgive. It's it's one I'll, I'll probably, you know, go again as I do like to give horses that I like a bit, bit of a... Um, you know, <laughs> a few chances like I like Cuba. Um, but yeah, look, here was that. And there was another thing I was, I, I backed it. It was meant to lead with Josh Parr on and uh, he, he dragged it back to last. Uh, Eliza Beal. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, it's Eliza Beal um, as, as well. That that was meant to go forward. It was even in the stewards report that it was going to go forward. Um, yeah, Five Kingdoms was another small play, which has run quite well. But uh, yeah, he needed to go back to Wednesday. Maybe he can do something. And Mark Roden, you gave it a little bit of a push there late on the yep. previous show to, to the winner here. Yeah, I didn't back it. I don't know why. It's, I'm going to have to interrogate my processes after this race. While I wasn't on this at $14, um, napped beautifully. I, didn't, I wasn't sure it was going to leave, but it was going to be up there. But anyway, I'm not going to dwell on that. Um, yeah, it was a funny race. It certainly had an easy enough time. It didn't completely walk. It just <laughs> went at a nice tempo in front. Um, that's a go, and the others couldn't make an inch on it. Um, Shibley got shuffled back. Um, I think he's going to be, you know, he'll be competitive in benchmark 78 races and, and the like uh, when he, things go his way. They didn't really. That said, he, he he didn't really dominate the horses around him. He wasn't smashing the line either, so, you know, that's against him. But I think just getting back in that awful spot didn't uh, didn't help him. Um, yeah, Wednesday race, apart from the, you know, the winners won by two and a half lengths. So it's, it's actually put in a real Saturday performance, and the others have put in the sort of Wednesday level performances that the you know the horses that they really are. I mean, she's run what uh, point point nine of a second faster than Halal in the million dollar race. So yeah. you know, uh, similar late section. So you can't really um, take too much away from the winner. Exactly right. The race seven was the Tats Cup over twenty four hundred. Very fast tempo here. Pretty brutal up front. Uh, nine lengths fast to the six hundred, and that was set by Hush Rider, which there was support for, but uh, Torrens is 
basically sat just behind the speed and been able to go past them. Um, Rob, run us through some of these. Oh, look, yuck. I, you know how I feel about Sydney stays. I really yeah. like them. Um, I, I, I thought one, two, and three all look kind of good. Uh, Carif always, you know, he looked like at top, but probably needs to be retired or maybe he needs, I don't know what he needs, but he might need 4,000 metres or Warrnambool or something. Um, then then Zarek, at first time I'd seen it, I thought it just looked like carrying a little bit of condition. I know this stable can do that. Um, so I wasn't keen to get involved with that at, at that price. Um, and this this flashy thing, which has run last, uh, Cepheus, um, it, it was gone after 200 metres, even though they said they're going to ride it more conservatively. They've, they've ridden it um, to, to lead and it's never got in. And yeah, it's got beaten 16 lengths. Uh, look, Savvy Valentino, as far as I thought, I thought she was a, a Wednesday horse. Um, Hush Rider, the money's come for, and you know, I, I don't know why. Uh, maybe Mark Sheen can enlighten me. Well, I think back on dried track was the, the reason um, that the money came for Hush Rider, but uh, they've just gone ballistic in, in this race in front. Um, and I, I agree, Kefius, uh, uh, to be ridden further back, drew the outside barrier, looked to be five leaders in the race, and he's gone up six and seven wide out of the straight the first time. Um, no wonder it uh, punctured. Uh, look, this Zarek absolutely uh, at the death looked like it had been in a car wash. It was just dripping sweat at the finish as they were loading in. So, um, look, I think he probably paraded a bit like he needed the run and um, or he still had improvement. That might be the type mm. of course he is, but at the finish he was just a muck lather. So maybe he had an excuse there. But after Savvy Valentino and Zarek went round Torrens, you really wouldn't have contemplated Torrens coming in to run them down. Mm. Yeah, it was uh, an intriguing race, wasn't it, Mark Roden? In terms of the brutal tempo, again, we've seen it said this a few times over the last few weeks, it's just completely sorted this group out with, uh, you know, huge lengths, differentials between the winners and those beaten. Yeah, big, big margins after the first three or so across the line. Um, I wonder if getting held up, that sort of sprang up on the turns, actually won Torrens the race, because you could argue, off the hot tempo, that maybe Zarek... And even Sabi Valentino have gone a shade early. Um, you know, th th this is in hindsight, of course. I'm not actually potting the tactics. Uh, Zarek seemed to be travelling into it nicely, but they had gone very hard, and he was—he probably did arrive a, a touch too early in retrospect. As, as I mean, it's hard to say they've done much wrong on Sabi Valentino because it's beaten third by about four lengths. So, but um, I reckon if Jenny Duggan had the option when she sort of saw the others coming, she probably would have gone as well. And whether it would yeah. have been able to hold them out if it turned into a pitch battle, I don't know. But as it turned out, they got a couple of links on her and she had the drop on them. So, yeah, um, it's hard to know what to do with this as a form race. I mean, figures-wise, it looks really good, because, um, but that can be misleading because, you know, over the year, most staying races aren't run at this sort of tempo. Yeah. So whether they're going to be able to back that sort of form up when it's a more run-of-the-mill Slowly run, 2,100-metre race remains to be seen. But um, look, what, what you can't deny is that when the speed is on, when it is a true staying test, the, the, the true stayers and um, the first three across the line on count, um, in this case, will be suited. I mean, you're thinking of a suitor horse like Carroll, but he, he might be gone um, or, or just need 3,200-plus now. But, um, yeah, as I say, there are... I think it, it, it's the fairest sort of contest, that contest when you get that genuine pace, but it can make uh, a bit misleading going forward. 
For Bondi, race eight, million dollars over the mile and an even tempo, 1.8 length slow to the 600. Halal was favorite. Uh, Keefe gave a good little bit of cheek there on speed, but Halal won reasonably soft there in the end. And Rob, you sent out the exactor here. Yeah, uh, look, I thought Keefe looked great, but um, Hilal, I hadn't seen it, uh, obviously, since its two-year-old days. And um, what I saw was a horse which, which still looked like it had improvement in it, but was walking very well um, with, with a great shine to its coat. Uh, I, I knew that the map was, was, was going to be like its issue, but I just thought it might have a bit of a class edge. Um, nothing wrong with Coastwatch. I, I know he, he, he's been deep into a preparation, but I thought he, he still had good condition on him. Um, but Arnaqua didn't quite as impress me as much as it had as a younger horse. So he, maybe maybe he hasn't grown up as much, but he seemed to have run very well here. Uh, but um, yeah, Hilal, I'm not sh- I'm not sure. Maybe maybe he'll he'll go down to Melbourne. I, I think he's got another run or two in him. But um, you know they probably want to wrap him in cotton wool and make him a you know seven million dollar stallion or something. Mark Sheen, does uh, Hilal have the uh, the capabilities of, to win anything better than a Bondi? Oh, look, uh, look, he was the best horse in the race on form. Um, it was a sort of a messy race. They pulled up mid-race and he he got pulling a little bit, but um, I think class just prevailed at the end. Um, don't know that he went fantastic, but he got the job done. He paraded very well for him, I thought. Um, looked like he'd come on. I don't know if they'd press on with the, maybe the Sandang Guineas now or maybe even tip him out. I'm not sure, but... Um, you know, he could follow in the footsteps of Kubrick and Peltzer. And, oh, we saw, we saw Kubrick bounce back on Saturday. He's been winning a couple of years. Uh, Halal's probably a little bit better than that. But uh, nevertheless, he hasn't beaten much here. Um, I thought Arnaker just got into a bad spot. I know he's a bit of a one-pacer, but uh, just got in an awkward spot on the fence there and probably should have finished a little bit closer, not really wanting to follow anything. Bar the winner, though. Yeah, Mark Roden, how do you assess the winner going forward? Do you just say, well, he's done all he needed to do here, or do you actually penalise him a little bit because the figure is quite ordinary? Uh, yeah, I, I think this is about how good he is. Yeah. I, I think he's on the times and so on. His Stan Fox win was actually better than this. Um, and he probably had more to overcome that day. Uh, maybe of his own making, it was him sort of not settling, but. Yeah, this has just been a dreadful, dreadful race, especially for the money. Um, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't back Halal. I was right about the map, but I mean, when things like you know, Coast Watch is over the top and Cotahili are fighting it out for second favouritism, he probably needed to be back. In hindsight, um, Cotahili thought it'd go better with the um, ridden of the trail, and it actually went worse. So I don't know what they'd do with it. Um, pretty good at Goulburn, but hasn't hasn't lived up to that at all since. Um, yeah, not. Not a very inspiring race at all. You think he might just be a fresh horse over shorter trip, Mark, maybe? Well, that, that could be it, couldn't it? You know, yeah. it, the, the way he attacked the line over 1,300 that day, I was thinking, yeah, can't wait to be on him up to a mile and so on, but maybe that was misleading. Yeah, well, I, I looked at his run again in the size in Queensland over 14. He sort of made a dash and then paddled late. So may, maybe that um, yeah. ran that 1,300 mark. Well, he yeah. might get 14 later on, but... One of those horses that... When they win, look like they won further, but they've yeah. actually only got a short sprint. Race nine, the invitation, 1,400 for the Phillies and Mares. They've gone slow here, four lengths slow to the 600, and Ice Bath has settled last and run right over the top and, and won pretty easy. Um, Rob, just run us through how these look, because you've obviously been a big fan of Ice Bath, but 
Contrevia and uh, well, that was incredibly firm late, and as was uh, well, there wasn't any money for Forbidden Love and Rocket Clock, but they've also run okay. Um, just run us thought what you thought. Well, I thought I was you know, in my mind expecting Ice Bath to maybe come off it a little bit. I thought maybe she was set for the Epsom, but she was a clear standout to me in the yard. Her coat looked great. She still um, <clears throat> carrying big condition, uh, walking around perfectly. Um, and for me, she was she was the best horse. Um, so it was, it was a bit like the Exerboom situation, probably pattern against. But I'm back in this, and I had to, and. If I was, I was, this is, this is right in the Animo time. So I was sort of sweating on that protest and, um, you know, and I half thought if, if I, if I don't, if this wins and I don't send it and I lose this protest, I'm going to, I'm going to be, um, absolutely uh, beside myself. So it was basically a mental health tip for the, for the punters with the map. You know, I thought, why is it $6, you know, when it's going to go back, but I don't know if, how, how well these horses are going. Um, and she's going very well. Like, um, Entrevere, she's a athletic sort of type. She looked pretty close to top. I think she's in foal, so maybe that's the last we'll see of her. But she seems to be fairly disappointing. Um, I, I know Ma, Ma, I watched the preview show. I know Mark Roden doesn't think much of Angelic. She got a birthday the other week. She's battled away. Um, you know, uh, Darren was trying to hype up the call. They're coming from everywhere. No, Darren. Ice bath's got them cold. It's over. And um, yeah, look, I don't know. It's, I, I, it, it was a I was flat after the race, you know. I finally got my ice bath money, and um, yeah, I, I just just lost the protest. Which um, you know, I'll be interested in Mark Sheen's thoughts on that. Yeah, Mark Sheen, what's your thoughts on the protest, and then run us through your thoughts of the invitation. Protest, oh, it doesn't really matter. I, I thought it should have probably been upheld, just looking at the back angle. But um, it's in the record books now, isn't it? So it doesn't matter. Um, I handled this at Troot. I backed ice bath on Monday, expecting it to rain. When the four leaders won the first four races, I crushed most of it back. <laughs> and then the next, next two races, they're down the outside because I've handled it at Trude. I had a small win on it, but uh, could have been better. But I tell you what, McAvoy's ride won the race because he got a rolling from the 650 instead of dicking around, you know, waiting, waiting, checking off heels, not getting to the outside. He got her into the race and rolling and got her momentum up and she was too good. Yep. Mark Roden, I was surprised how firm she was late in the piece, but it was incredibly justified. Yeah, I suppose, well, the favourite was two. In fact, they were back sort yeah. of to the exclusion of the rest. And maybe they'd, the people who moved the market said, right, we're just going to back the best two horses in the race here, and if one of them wins, we get the money. I, I was surprised because of the map uh, that Ice Bath was so firm. But um, panned out OK for her. Um, pace wasn't breakneck on the punning form stuff anyway, but um, just the way it was run with uh, the likes of Rocket Clock uh, kicking up underneath on Trivier, then it had to whip around him, um, you know, on, on the bend, on that first bend there, and then sit sort of lead too wide, which isn't a great spot. Nature Strip can do it, but not many others can. It was, um, it just wasn't really suited. Um, and then I reckon that the others... Have either failed or weren't good enough to beat a horse like Ice Bath. I don't, I don't think that's the best run of Ice Bath's career. I think her Doncaster placing was far superior to this for a start. Even her Epsom run was probably as good or better than this. But, you know, her main dangers had the tough run, hasn't gone up, gone to her best, and the others are all just what they are. And she's been Johnny on the spot, as they say, and uh, was just too good for them. I, I, and I thought she looked the winner a long, long way out, too. Yeah. Okay, race 10, benchmark 88 over 1,200 metres. Slow tempo, three lengths slow to the 600, and Quantico has 
been able to run over the top of Volpine and Gravina, which was a short favourite, just didn't really get going until late. Rob, run us through what the favourite looked like versus some of the others. Look, she, she can get a bit hot and she got a bit hot here. Um, like her coach often has a real real glow to it and it did again. But just, just as the parade went longer and longer, I, I, I couldn't get excited about a dollar ninety five about this horse. And I think she might be even better as, as earlier in her preparation. Um, I, I, I found Electric Girl uh, and and Mawe and um, the, the the thing that was second favourite, Belushi Babe. And um, look, I, I, I probably need to have a look at the replay. I'm dirty um, not to have been on Quantico because I'm, I'm that keen about April Rain, which it beat. And I know April Rain should have beaten it, but uh, you know, just on a form thing, I, I could have just just come come up with a way to have something on Quantico, who who looked really really impressive. I thought the last couple hundred meters. Um, do I want to follow anything out of this this race? Uh, but Marway's run last, so maybe it's in the Cuba camp, or you know, it's it's, it's possibly a never again. Bellucci, babe, I, I know this stable can get him fit, um, and I thought she still looked like she had a bit bit of improvement in her still. So maybe on a softer track, um, she can she can you know turn her, turn her form around. Mark Sheen, are you giving an excuse there, sort of favourite? Well, the only thing you can think of is that they went a lot slower the other day when uh, he did flash home and then ridden closer in a much faster run race on Saturday. That's the only excuse you could find because, look, he'd had a perfect run in transit. Um, he did sweat up, but he do, as Rob said, but he does that most of the time anyway. So it was hard to find an excuse. Uh, maybe he got into too short of odds, uh, but I, I was on uh, and uh, left it in the bag. Um, Quantico... I think the fast pace suited him. I've got him going pretty fast early, 34-3, so pretty quick to my eye. So um was probably run to suit him, and he looks to have come back in good order, and they were swooping there late. So, um, yeah, John O'Shea's got him uh, going well, and he seems to be able to win the last race. So John O'Shea there, promised success down the outside, very slimmer as well. Very disappointing in the favourite. I thought Brutality didn't go hopeless here. Look, I know he's run... About third last, but he is a wet tracker. He looked above himself, and he just ran out of room the last 100. So even though he's finished a long way back, he might be in for good preparation here. I thought he, I thought he hit the line okay late. Okay, don't mind that there. Uh, Mark Roden, what are you doing with this race? I don't know. I think the winner's a nice horse. I was concerned about his map. Um, I think he had to come back. Both his runs have been very good this time in. And I, when I saw the fields, I wanted to give him a, give him a chance against the favourite, but I just thought with the respective barriers that it was going to set up a lot better for Gravina. Uh, didn't pan out that way. I think Gravina's gone okay, but I thought it might have a bit more to give off its last start, the sectionals it ran. Um, couldn't get past Volpine. Vol Volpine's actually gone back to a level she'd shown last prep once or twice. Um, she didn't look to be going anywhere near as well, but she has run right back up to that. And Gravina, despite sort of trailing it, couldn't get past it, but it was left a quantico to, to bowl them over. Um, yeah, disappointed. Got, got top odds this one and, and no joy again. Standard. Yep. All right, that brings us to the end. I'll get a couple of horses to follow from each of you. Uh, Rob Scurry, out of the yard, what are you following? Look, I'm, I'm struggling to come up with anything. I'm not sure if the two-year-olds are any good, um, but I thought the favourite, and it could, certainly was a bit fat and, and can improve, but, um, yeah, Mark, Mark tells me its, its first-up run wasn't much good, so 
he was he, he was almost the best type and, and the five out of the two-year-old he found the lead from a wide barrier but folded up but you know, i think maybe he can improve first to second start the the seven in that race as well so those three but they're, they're the first two-year-olds i've seen i'll be out at canterbury on wednesday we've got, we've got a race of four first starters so that's got me excited but yeah sorry punters um and and the the thing that the emerald kingdom um that that can certainly improve all right mark sheen for yourself um, I thought Media Star guest out of uh, race number four. Um, I've really been impressed with his trials coming in. Uh, he was caught three wide on a limb uh, in this race, and he's much better over 14 or 1,600 metres and with a little bit of cut out of the track. So I thought that was a very good return from him. And I thought Bergen was, uh, well, he was in a bad spot all the way in race number five and did a good job to hold on for third. And brutality if you can get a bit of sting out of the ground, but uh, maybe this time of year you won't. And Mark Roden, some horses to follow. I uh, haven't, really, haven't really got any, to be honest, that I'm yeah. going to be desperately looking for next start. I actually thought if the... I'm always a bit sus when it's the only race on the day over that trip, but I think the two-year-olds have run a good 1,000-metre time um, for the day uh, against the other sprint races for this time of year. Um, it, it also shows that um, Snitcat, who's run third... Uh, look, I think it's gone better than its debut, but I think that the, the fact that it's been able to run third here is a bit of a marker for the strength of that cool and gutter form. It's clearly the standout two year we've seen. It, that, that thing went to pieces in the yard too. So you can parade a lot, lot better, that snip, snip cap. That's really interesting because it's it's run, its figure's been better here, second up, and it's only been beaten a length. So, that's, uh, so there might be something there. I, yep. I'm right in saying that, Mark Sheen, aren't I? Yeah, it, it's sweated yeah. up. In fact, first and second were probably the the two best paraders. On the, I was on the second horse at fifteen dollars and missed the price. The winner missed the twenties and then forgot to come back to back it. And what an imbecile! Um, but um, that Ohio trialed quite well behind Ginger's Gal, who'd won uh, another trial since. So uh, one for Baker, which has trialed really well. So watch out for a Ginger's Gal. The first three across the line there in the two-year-old race have broken the class benchmark, which is always a good little indication there. Uh, the week ahead, Hawkesbury Tuesday, Canterbury Wednesday. Rob, you'll be disappointed to learn the two-year-old race has been deleted, so it's only six races. Uh, Thursday at Gosford, and then Saturday, Newcastle, plus Rose Hill, including the Golden Eagle. Mark Sheen, do you have any sort of early thoughts on the, the Golden Bird race? Uh, no, I've, I've had a look at um, some replays of uh, Maximal um, this morning, but uh, no, I haven't got uh, too far into it yep. uh, at this stage. I'll probably do something in the morning. Okay. Uh, Mark Roden, just another standard busy week for yourself. Obviously, it's uh, Tuesday at Hawkesbury tomorrow and then next Tuesday, Cup Day, with uh, Kembler and Randwick to look forward to. Yeah, plenty on this uh, during this period every year, but uh, we'll just do our best. And Rob, you'll just be happy to be on course, I'm sure. So you've got Canterbury Wednesday, Rose Hill Saturday, and then Randwick next Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. If I get a ticket to, to Tuesday, that's a ballot meeting. They'll all all the nonnies get out for the Melbourne Cup. So you know, I'll be touch and go if I get in. All right, find a way. Uh, thank you very much for joining me uh, to the marks. We'll catch up on Friday and preview the Golden Eagle meetings. And until then, go well. 